It's the RK3 Show, episode 93. Let's do it. We're talking about leadership communication, public speaking, storytelling, motivation. And if you listen, you can speak out to the nation. If you think about it, life is your own creation. RK3 is the show. He speaks with confidence. He speaks with that flow. And you should already know how it goes. Get rolling with a pro. The RK3 Show. The RK3 Show, episode 93. All I do is win, 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 win. Today we're talking about winning. My goodness, my guest today is a former professional athlete, and we're going to be talking about winning. He's got a book called The Winning Edge, and so we're going to be talking a little bit about what that is and what that means. But before we jump into the interview for today, just want to remind you, come on, head on over to YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Robert Kennedy three talking a lot there about the techniques and the technologies of storytelling. If you want to become a better storyteller, if you want to learn how to deliver the right message in the right way on the right platform, then check out what we've got going on over on YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash Robert Kennedy three. And I also want you to join me. And the Storytellers Growth Lab. Head on over to storytellersgrowthlab.com. Get connected with us there. We do challenges. We ha- we share a lot of tips, tricks, tutorials, how you can not only become a better storyteller, but how you can impact, influence, and inspire with your story. Looking forward to seeing you in the Storytellers Growth Lab. Go, go to storytellersgrowthlab.com, or you can just search Storytellers Growth Lab on Facebook, and I will see you there. So let's jump into the interview today. My guest is Sean Harper, a former offensive tackle for the Indianapolis Colts, and he knows what it feels like to encounter failures, roadblocks, and disappointments. He grew up on the south side of Columbus, Ohio, and he had to overcome a lot, adversity and learning disabilities, but he discovered the secrets to unlocking the winning edge. And now he speaks all over the world, training others to win in business and in life. Let's chat. To Sean Harper. Hey, how's it going, Sean? Hey, you know what? I'm doing great. Thank you for that introduction. You know, I think I'm going to like take that and um, use that as my <laughs> as my introduction. <laughs> like, if I get a podcast show, like, boom, roll it. You know what I'm saying? I love that. Thank you. Love it, man. Well, listen, we welcome you to the show. Thanks for spending some time with us here, man. So I, I, I want to jump right in. You've got you've got a lot of great content. You've got speeches sure. that you do. You've got books that you've done. So l- let me ask you this, though. As a former professional athlete, what is one of the biggest assumptions that people make about you in life? Wow. Yeah, it it, uh, it Honestly, it has to. It's it's centered around wealth. It's like you know what you played in the NFL twenty years ago, and you still have like four point five million dollars. And you know, and, you know, I do have some money, but it might not be twenty million. You know, but yeah. I still have money. I still have residual. I'm a business owner, um, and 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 uh, yeah, the greatest assumption is that they still think I'm the same person, not only in money, but just in mentality and mindset. I'm not the same person. You know, I've grown, I've matured, I have new perspectives, new outlooks, but it's really hard for them um, to get the image of the athlete with the earring, with the necklace on shirt, halfway buttoned down and, you know, strolling around that's locked in their, uh, 
in their mindset. And sometimes subconsciously, they want to kind of put you there, but you got to let them know, you know? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so as, as a football player, I think one of the big things is that we, we say football players are like gladiators, right? And they've got these, yeah. these battles on the field all the time. Every Sunday, there's, there's, a, there's a gladiator match going on. But you also have stuff off the field too, man. So what are some of the, maybe what's one of the biggest challenges that you've had to face off the field? You know what? I believe one of the greatest challenges that, that a professional athlete faces, and unfortunately a lot of them aren't equipped to handle is to manage the different facets of the game of finances, of, of other relationships, of home relationships, your um, significant other, your marriage, that's a relationship. The expectations of the press, that's another relationship. And the ones who are able to manage it properly off the field are usually the ones that tend to play a very long time and have a very winning or some people would say a successful career is how do you manage the other circles? How do you, um, uh, do you have the mindset and the ability to compartmentalize wow. the different facets of the game on and off the field? Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's crucial, man. I love that you said that, but so how do you, how do you do that? What is, is there a formula that people can apply that, that you've come across that you've been taught that, that's been yeah. part in, that, that's been imparted to you that allows people to be able to manage that, whether they're athletes or not? You know what? I don't want to leave the screen because I don't want to be rude, but over there, there's, Oh, what the heck? Why not? You know, yeah, go ahead, I'll be right back here. You, you got it. Show you this, <laughs> this is my college. This is my college football helmet. Right. Uh-huh. And so here, I, I, think, I, think, I think that this could really describe it. It's like when you have the helmet on, you're the athlete. Yeah. Okay. And when the game is over, you take the helmet off. Yeah. But you get more accolades and press and life is a little easier and whatever when you're the athlete, when the helmet is on. Mm. But underneath that helmet, there's an individual underneath the persona, the image. There's an identity. And what happens to a lot of athletes is that practice is over. The season is over. And sometimes the game is over and they forget to take off the helmet. They lose their self in the name or the fame, they lose their self in the image versus identity. And the secret, the secret to that is, is that you always have to recognize or affirm your actual identity. Um, but one of the tactics and strategies in maintaining that is that you have somebody in your life or you have a, a group of accountability that says, no, I'm not talking to the famous person. I'm talking to you. This is who I need to deal with, because if you get caught up in that, now your your life is image based and whoever now has power over the image has power over you. And then you begin to dance to that image. So you always have to have a strong foundation of who you are and have people around you that will hold you accountable to who you are. Wow. So how so you I I, I see that in, in my own life. What are maybe some of the dangers on the field? How, how do you apply that same formula to the field? Who is the person or who are the people 
on the field that that kind of keep you accountable? I know from just looking, it's yeah, it's, it's built in. It's your teammates. But is there something bigger? Is there something different that you look at on the field for accountability? For Honestly, it was my relationship with God mm. and, and, and which is which is the perfect one because it's not a part of the world system. It's not concerned about your wealth. It's not concerned about your image. It's not concerned about your brand. It's concerned about, he is concerned about your calling, your purpose and your destiny. He's already in next month. He's already in 10 years, 15 years from now. And he's guiding your decisions to walk you out this entire game. So that to me is huge is to be connected to my God, my source. Awesome. 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 So let's talk a little bit about your, your career after football. So you, what were some of the things that you did? I I know that you do a lot of public speaking now. Did you make the leap into speaking right after football or were there intermediary stops? No, no, no. It, 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 uh, it actually happened while I was playing football. Oh, wow. And people would ask me to speak on the off season and at events and things like that. And once I retired, the opportunities kept going and kept moving. So it actually happened uh, while I was playing football. And then once, you know, um, I'm thinking that now that I retired, that the opportunities would go away, but they just kept coming. And wow. the rest is history. Wow. Wow. So you you do a lot of different things on stage. I've read some of your bio and you do some of the strongman tactics, ripping up phone books and and folding fry pans. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about where that came from. Why do you add that into your act? So I started out with a Christian organization called The Power Team. And uh-huh. that was many years ago. And, and that's what we would actually do. But when the audience walks in, they have a preconceived notion of who you are and what you're going to do. And if you don't breach that, then their attention span is limited. Sometimes you have to create the shock and awe. And when you plant information after that or you tie an example to something like that, now you have full interaction. And what I call full interaction that you have the right brain and the left brain and they're both like getting it. They're both understanding it like. Like yeah. I can hum a jingle to you right now for 20, 30 years ago, and you'll remember the jingle because it activates several parts of your brain. And that's what separates the good speakers from the great speakers. Not saying I'm a good speaker, but I've learned from them is that they have full interaction. Wow. So what, what else are some of the things that you do to connect with, yeah. with your audience, because you're talking yeah. about interaction. And so you're looking at several different levels. What, what else are some of the things that you do outside of the physical? Well, so when I step on the stage, I know that I have about um, less than two or three minutes to connect. Mm. And, if, and, and, and if I don't connect, it's going to make the speech very hard. Not just hard for me, but the information or what I'm selling to them is going to be um, uh, really, really difficult. My job as a speaker is to get you out of your seat mentally and take you where I want you to go. I can take you to the football field mentally. And once I can get you there, now you're in my space in my world. You're in my world I've created. Now I can teach you anything. I can take you wherever. But if you're at the end of the speech, if you're still in the conference room, then to a large part, I've lost. Wow. I got to get you out of that room. I got to tell you stories. I got to get you laughing. Got to get you engaging. You know what? Music does the same thing. If you really listen to a good song, it, it, 
it could possibly start out low and then it gets higher. And then right in the minute, right in the middle, there's an instrumental part. It just, everything just drops. It keeps you off balance. A good speaker, and this is not a bad thing. A good speaker keeps his audience off balance. Wow. And wow. once I have you off balance, then I can deposit anything I want to deposit in your life. Just like when you're in a interrogation room with the CIA, there's no walls. There's no clock. There's no reference point. Now you're off balance. You don't know if it's daytime or nighttime. You're off balance. Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. Have you ever wondered why some people are able to be remembered so easily? Have you ever thought about why they are associated with certain experiences? Well, it's because they repeat those experiences regularly. They have what is called a signature story. And guess what? You have one too. You might not know how to find it or tell it yet, but you have one. Here's what I want you to do. Sign up for my free five-day email course and learn how to discover your signature story so that you can tell it, create impact, improve your influence, and even enhance your brand. Sign up for the five-day signature story email course. Check the show notes for the link. And now, back to the show. So how does how does a speaker keep people or how do you know when not to go too far? So, I mean, keeping off balance can can involve several things. It can be doing things that are controversial. It can be doing things that are unexpected. How do you know as a speaker when you are just about to cross the line or or, you know, how do you know that your, your audience is no longer off balance? They're they're kind of losing touch. Yeah, well, because you push it, you push mm-hmm. the envelope, and then you always have one or two things to bring them back. Mm. Mm. You take okay. them to the edge, then you bring them back. Because every audience is different. I can speak to a bunch of CPAs. I'm not going to push very far because that is a left-brain dominant organization. I can speak to wow. teachers. I won't push far at all because they're their whole thing is centered around aptitude and, 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 and intelligence. And they're already judging me because I don't have a PhD. Right. And so, and so you have to remain, you know, there, but you push it, see how far they go. Then once you start watching and viewing, then you know how to bring it back. Like example, uh, what's helped me a lot of speaking is that I study body language. Uh, 80% of all communication is nonverbal. You need to know what to look for, not just the yawns, not just the folding of the arms. Maybe they'll look away from you. Maybe they'll look down, you know, and, 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 and then you're able to judge it in real time, move in real time, assess in real time. That's, that has helped me a lot. Wow. So I do when things you, when, like, how's everyone doing? Right. Yeah. You're not supposed to do that. Right. How's everyone doing? That's a gauge. If I go, uh, okay. Oh, oh, you got to warm them up. How's everyone right. doing? We're doing great. Yeah. Okay. You got them. <laughs> you have to have energy that's moving. Wow. If you don't have energy that's moving, then you're not a motivational speaker at that point. You're an inspirational speaker. You have to inspire. Mm. Now I have you inspired and moving. I can point you in any direction. So you give me the rowdiest people. Fine. You're moving. I can I can redirect that. Mm. But if you're not moving, 
Now we have to change hats. So that sounds like you, it's almost like you don't go up there with one speech. It's like you have different things that yes. you can turn to based on yes. the moment. I have about 30, 40 different templates. You know, I have my wow. story and then I can just pull, <laughs> cut, 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 switch, switch, switch. You have to be able to do that. And, 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 uh, uh, yeah, like example, one of the things that I might do um, is, that, is that I'm speaking, and if I'm not sensing a connection, I will right. step off the stage and I will get right in the crowd and stand there and talk to them. At, at, yes, I'm in your wow. face because I have to connect with you. Wow. So, but you have to be able to read that real time, real time. So for, so for somebody who is not experienced, just yet or somebody who is maybe newer that doesn't have 30 40 scenarios what is where would you tell them to start to be able to be begin mastering some of this speak in different circles mm-hmm. never allow your craft to be pigeonholed in one industry so wow. i'm speaking in different circles there's different stories stories are almost universal mm. you know you know, so now I'm walking people through different stories. And that's one thing. Another thing is that although there's different people, different, everyone's human. So if you yeah. find yourself at a loss, take it back to the cross. Now I say that this is a Christian example that I do because I do because I speak in Christian churches and stuff. Right. Is that, you know, you have all these denominations, but the cross is still the same in most of yeah. them. So I stick right there. So with humans, all these different human beings, right? But they still have a heart. They still have emotion. So, long, so, I, so I don't care what you're doing. Either I'm going to find you or I'm going to take it back to who you are, to your core. Yeah. And if you got a pulse, then I can talk with you. I can encourage you. I can motivate you or inspire you. Wow. Wow. Is there a difference between um, speaking to l- leaders that are not necessarily at the executive level of the organization uh, is there what do you, what do you do differently when you're speaking to a more executive or higher level audience? You know what? A lot of it has to do with vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Understanding if you can understand the language and the protocol, you can exist in any circle. Wow. Problems are problems. That's number two. Understand what their problems are. A lot of people at the C level, it's results oriented. Okay, produce. What is the people around you producing? How to get them to produce more, how to be more efficient, how to be more strategic. Okay, how to help the bottom line. The higher you up you get, the more they're concerned about the bottom line and how their jobs are weighed about the bottom line. Well, then that's where you go to. And once they know that, you know. Or at least can empathize, then you can get their heart. And that's the secret for any speech. You got to get to heart. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. Aaron, where can people learn more about you and get in touch with you? I called you Aaron, but I, I know that you're listed as Sean in a lot of different places. You know what? So which when, one is it, man? When, when people call me Aaron, that's a more closer, intimate. Uh, so like the IRS is very intimate, but they say Aaron Sean Harper. <laughs> 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 So you can call me Aaron as much as you want. You cool, bro. No problem. So check it out. You can go to my website at seanharper.org. Mm-hmm. 
That's my website. Um, Or if I can selfishly ask that you uh, support my Instagram at Sean Harper wins. No, that's not my Instagram. Sean Harper speaker is my Instagram. Like me on Instagram because I'm selfish. Okay. I want people to like my stuff. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But but if you go to Sean Harper wins, S H A W N H A R P E R W I N S, you'll get a free copy of my book, The Winning Edge, which we haven't even talked about yet. So I got to get back on your show, man. Yeah. We got to talk about winning because we got to talk about winning. The secret sauce to the game is not only on the football field, but in life and in, in just winning all the way around. So yeah. Yeah easy. Hey, yo, one failure doesn't have to be your story. A learning disability doesn't have to be your story. A setback doesn't have to be your story. You can push through, you can persevere, you can come back and make sure that your story is the one that you want it to be. Go ahead and listen to some more episodes. Go back to 92, 91, 90, 89. Keep going back and sharing the show with your friends. Head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, and Amazon Music. We're all over the place. Everybody, make sure that you listen to more episodes. You download them, you share them with your friends, because I guarantee you there's a lot of goodness in these episodes. I look forward to being with you on an upcoming episode again real soon. Hey, y'all, listen, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy III, and you've been listening to The RKT Show.